Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. A lot of people, they're, they're sort of dismissing um, the value of, and, and these are often people who don't post and who haven't realized the potential yet, right? But they dismiss the value of LinkedIn and being active on there. And, and say like, yeah, but uh, followers is a vanity metric. What are you going to do with 50,000 followers or 20,000 or 10,000 for that matter? Where it's, you know, it's not about that, right? It's, it's about having uh, any number of followers, putting something out there and then feeling the impact through DMs and conversations started and people who get back to you and say like, that post inspired me tremendously. I did this as a result. And then you're like, that's huge, right? And that's gonna keep me going, right? And so for me, the impact it could be uh, strictly uh, revenue speaking. To me, it's not. Even though it, uh, as a bootstrap founder, I should probably focus a whole lot about, on, re- on revenue, and I, and I do. But I, I focus on the impact more because it, this is the long game, right? If I can add value to people consistently over time, I'm sure great things are going to happen. And that's what I rely on. And so far, it's proven to be uh, to be correct. And I think sort of like the... the the, the history uh, would also back that up, that if you just keep doing good and, and cre- go for true impact, then, then you're, you're going to do fine. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. That was Andreas Johnson. He's the CEO of Shield. Shield provides LinkedIn analytics for content creators. If you post on LinkedIn, probably should be using Shield. If you're in sales, as most of you are, LinkedIn is becoming even more important to you. Increasingly, it's where business happens. It's where sales happens. And in this conversation from the archives of the Sales Enablement Podcast, Andreas and I talk about an area of growing importance to sellers, which is developing your personal brand on LinkedIn. Studies show that 82% of buyers look at a seller's LinkedIn profile before speaking with them for the first time. So when buyers do that, What are they going to learn about you? What are they going to see about you? Andreas shares what his experience has been as a result of using LinkedIn more effectively and the impact that has had on him and the growth of Shield. And then he also talks, shares some of the best practices for LinkedIn and how to measure the impact of those who are using Shield. So all this and much, much more. But before we get to Andreas, I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And if you subscribe, we'd certainly appreciate it. If you could also give us your feedback about how we're doing by leaving us a review. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you. All right, let's jump into it. Andreas, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. Pleasure being here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So uh, you're joining us from Copenhagen? 
Copenhagen, Denmark, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we were just touching on before we started recording about the big adventure for the Danish football team the last uh, three weeks in the Euro Championships. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've had a run like that. New team, upcoming players, uh, young people who are doing a great job on the on the world scene, so to speak. It's been a pleasure watching. Yeah, especially that young kid that scored the free kick yesterday. That was uh, yeah. absolutely a, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was quite brilliant. Thirty-five yards out. Uh, well, a question I guess is is maybe for people who aren't familiar with <laughs> soccer, like me, who spends all my time watching it. Um, is that Denmark's you know, talisman, their number one player, Christian Eriksen, mm -hmm. first match of this tournament, his heart mm -hmm. stops on the field. Yeah. Um, basically dead on the field. He survived, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has had a implantable defib pacemaker uh, put in. Uh, I think he may have been in the stadium in England yesterday. I think they, oh, they talked really? about okay. Well, they, I know they invited him. I don't know if he actually traveled or not. But okay. um, so... Yeah, when your number one player gets <laughs> yeah. a traumatic thing happened to them, and you can just see it in the faces of the players, mm -hmm. um, it just shows, for me, that and lessons that sort of sales lessons that, that mm -hmm. come from how they recovered is just the resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, it's like obviously a close-knit close, close -knit group of players and men and, mm -hmm. and with the coaching staff and – Two things really start. One is is yeah, just the resilience, uh, being able to put that behind them to come together. But then also, the power of the coach, the leadership mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the team. Um, I think a lot of people had a tremendous amount of and still have a tremendous amount of admiration for for the coach because uh, yeah, he was open and honest about the way people felt and he felt mm -hmm. and it wasn't just devolving to sports cliches but he managed mm -hmm. to rally this this group of people in the face of sort of insurmountable odds mm -hmm. absolutely i think that what he did uh, which was the most admirable from my point of view was to bring empathy into the equation at the first press mm -hmm. meeting as well like really showing emotion and and showing that it's okay to show emotion and that uh, leaders show emotion too and i think mm -hmm. that's really what lifted up the team as well because there was a lot of emotion going around i mean even from the distance watching right there's a man on oh, the field I, who's I about to die right exactly yeah. right so 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 i think everyone uh, watching that will will sort of feel something uh, hopefully and and the way that he spoke about it and also the leaders within the team they mm -hmm. really, uh, they really uh, lifted the whole right, which made uh, or enabled Denmark to to really carry on in the tournament and, and do great things. So I think that's a that's a really good point with the leadership, absolutely. Yeah, and it carries over into <laughs> into business. You know, the sales. I mean, it's not all just about the numbers, no. uh, though. Increasingly, it seems to be the way that so many people are focused. You know, it's cut and dried, but. Yeah, we are still a collection of humans undertaking this thing, whether it's sales or, or business or soccer. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's matter. so much more. Yeah, I think it's so much more than numbers and data and and being right. uh, super uh, like trying to be at least objective um, and and data driven. I mean, uh, I run a, an analytics company, but mm -hmm. we can re re we can rely on data all the time, right? We have to also feel uh, what feels right and and what what is, seems to be right and 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 things like that, right? It's it's part of it all, right? As you said, we're human after all. And and if we are to do anything together, uh, let alone business, then then we have to have a human connection. And I think that's good. Yeah. 
Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So, so tell us about Shield because, uh, and just disclaimer, I'm, <laughs> I'm a customer. Mm -hmm. uh, but tell us what you do, and and tell us what you know. What was sort of the the problem you were solving that drove you to to start the company? Absolutely. So it it's actually changed from when we first started to what we're doing now. The product has evolved in a in a sort of. Uh, I wouldn't say linear uh, way, but but uh, sort of in a direction still. But the way we think about it has has changed a lot. So initially, what we what we saw and, and discovered then, and that's three three and a half years ago, um, was that companies um, here in Copenhagen, Denmark, they were on LinkedIn, the salespeople primarily, um, mm -hmm. but they weren't really doing much. Right? They were searching. They were trying to send some cold DMs. They were doing those kind of things, right? And then um, what we learned was that there were some minds that wanted to produce content in, in, in those companies to mm -hmm. sort of add more touch points between them and their uh, market, uh, basically. Mm -hmm. And and so doing that is something they could just go ahead and do, but how were they uh, supposed to measure the impact, the reach, right. the engagement, um, the growth of the individual uh, salespeople's accounts, and and why would that even matter? Right, that was sort mm -hmm. of some of the questions that that we stumbled upon and discovered and and asked ourselves, being being uh, just tech guys outside uh, the whole space of LinkedIn right. and sales, really. Um, so that's how it started, right? How could companies um, empower their employees? to uh, connect with their buyers and market on LinkedIn and add value to them on an ongoing basis through content? And then how could they measure that? How could they improve upon that so that sales becomes easier once buyers are ready to buy or engage mm -hmm. at least? So mm -hmm. that was the problem we set out to solve initially, like bring some numbers into the equation, help these people who were already uh, trying to do something like this. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we started building Shield and, and came up with, uh, with you know, an MVP and went through iterations and so forth, as you do. Right. Um, fast forward to today, we're, we're actually focusing on creators, individual creators, a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And when I say individual creators, it's, it's a catch-all phrase uh, right now. So it's someone creating content to help them in their job. So that could mm -hmm. be a salesperson, right. a sales rep, um, but it could also be a solopreneur who's doing his own thing or an entrepreneur mm -hmm. who's doing his own thing or mm -hmm. a student who basically wants to connect with the world they want right. to enter when they're done studying, right? right? So anyone who, who could benefit from creating content on LinkedIn, which, by the way, I think a lot of people could benefit from. <laughs> it's um, everyone, almost, yeah, right? Yeah, al almost. Uh, and I'm trying to come up with cases where it would not be a fit, but I always struggle doing that, actually. Um, so so today we try to enable creators, right? We, tr we try to bring them closer to some insights as to what works and what doesn't, what is enabling and creating conversations in, in the mm -hmm. Asian market. Um, with relevant people, and and that's all there is to it. Like it's it's simple, but it's 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 difficult still. I would say. Yeah, I think you sort of hit sort of an inflection point. Uh, perhaps the timing mm -hmm. was right. Yeah. Is that that you know there's this growing trend. I won't say that's the the predominant trend, but a growing trend, as you talked about, mm -hmm. is that. You have to you have to sort of cultivate this brand of the you as the the individual, right? Mm -hmm. And we know from a report that was put out last year, from or I guess this year by earlier this year by the Rain Group, that you know eighty two percent of buyers look at a seller's profile before they they talk to them for the first time. So 
they're not looking to see what college you went to. I mean, no. they want to see if you have something interesting to say, right? You have a, a point Absolutely. of view. Um, it's no longer enough just to have that you know, resume out there because that's that doesn't help the buyer at all. I mean, you're so you hit the sort of moment of, of you know the importance of the personal brand, mm -hmm. which has been talked about for years, but now LinkedIn really is a vehicle where you can develop that. Absolutely. I mean, it's happening. It's happening as we speak. And I, I think uh, when we started out this three and a half years ago, um, no one was really, at least from our perspective, talking mm -hmm. about uh, personal branding. We discovered that later on, um, fairly recent, like within 24 months or so, mm -hmm. uh, where it became something that people actually rallied behind. It became a trending right. hashtag on LinkedIn and so forth. So someone picked it up and, and did something, right? Um, but it's definitely happening. And now, um, being uh, you know one of the only companies who actually do what we do, um, we're so fortunate that a lot of people actually also come to us and, and choose to stay. Fortunately, mm -hmm. um, and and between those um, those people are a lot of you know really prominent people across industries, functions, and so forth, and they all tell the same story that once they started building their personal brand, things got easier. Not easy, yeah. but easier. Right. Right. Oh, and yeah, and that's never easy, to right? me. No, exactly. Right. It's never easy, but it gets easier. And that's something I felt with my uh, very humble growth on LinkedIn. Um, and it's something I see every day amongst the people who we are involved uh, with. And to me, that's just fascinating, right? That you can work in sales and build leverage um, on LinkedIn through your personal brand. And you can be anyone, basically, as we just talked about, like a student or whatever, and right. build leverage on LinkedIn through your personal brand. That's just yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're doing it and you're leaning into it as well. I, I see that <laughs> yeah. and you're doing a really good job. And, and that's super interesting, right? Yeah, and it's and having the ability to track it, right? Which Absolutely. you couldn't previously do with LinkedIn. Um, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world because as a creator, I guess, mm -hmm. um, is, yeah, well, I'm really interested in seeing what people engage with, what things work. Uh, see the trends over time. Um, I mean, you give an example. Uh, you had written about, yeah, from you had 1.5 million organic views yeah. on LinkedIn. You're talking about, you know, hundreds of people reach out to connect with you on, you know, through DMs. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny. You got job offers. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, okay, didn't these people read the profile? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I was thinking the same. <laughs> that's something we still need to work on. Mm -hmm. uh, Multiple investment offers. I mean, mm -hmm. did you take any money as a result no. of that? No, no, no. Okay, we didn't. But uh, obviously, recruiting people, uh, good leads, speaking up to all relationships you talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, another example with a uh, gentleman we found on the show is a gentleman named Casey Graham, who's CEO mm -hmm. of a company called Gravy, and he started yes. a company called Command AF. You're nodding. You're familiar with Casey. Yes, we work with him and, in Command AF actually around personal yeah. branding. So, yeah, yeah, and which is a fabulous so Command AF is is Casey's mission to help a million people build their personal mm -hmm. brands on LinkedIn. Um, check it out. I mean, he's, he's a fascinating guy. And he talked about his own experience of you know, building the brand, his brand through LinkedIn and the brand of the company, where I think it was for the year 20, was it 2020 or 2019, maybe, I can't remember which one, but the mm -hmm. results, I think it's 2020. Yeah, he talked about, um, you know, his website got, I don't know, million and a half, two million organic mm -hmm. views, but his LinkedIn posts 10 million organic views. I mean, it's just 
just swamped it. And it sort of went from there. And the cost of recruiting people went down. And they were getting better people. And But also in there, that was fascinating is because this is still an effort uh, to convince mm -hmm. many sales leaders about this is, mm -hmm. is you know, he gave people free reign to, mm -hmm. to engage and to create and yes. to develop their own identities without fear of they're going to be recruited away or what. In fact, he sort of, he considers a success actually when people get recruited away. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's happening. I just sort of interest in your perspective is, is, for leaders who are still sort of resisting this, <laughs> what what advice do you give them? Yeah, I mean, we, we've met a lot of resistance and I think not only because of the topic sort of emerging right now, it's happening. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of uh, research done or case studies or, or mm -hmm. really data to back it up. Um, so, so that's one thing, of course, uh, causing some resistance among sales leaders and, and, and other leaders for that matter. Right. But I think um, we are also a startup, right? Um, mm. A small team based in Copenhagen and so forth. That that also provides some resistance along the, along the way. So we fought those two uh, at <laughs> once, uh, so to speak. Um, right. But but the thing is, right, that if you think about it, and we we did some we did some experiments as well with some 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 global companies actually where where they have millions of followers on the company page. Right. And then we have a group of people, 10, 12 people, who are outperforming the company page just by posting once or twice a week um, mm. for, for a couple of weeks. And when I say outperforming, it's in reach and engagement and so mm. forth with, with mm. the market, right? So, so I think what's needed and what has opened a lot of doors to us, uh, and especially recently, is that now we have some solid data to really show that this earned media value is actually something you can tap into. And we can talk about uh, what that means and, and so forth. Um, but yeah. actually, instead of paying for, for, for attention, you can actually go out there and earn it with organic right. content. And not only that, like getting the impressions one-to-one, -one, but you're building up your, your employees um, and their personal brands, which benefits not only them, but the company they work for. And, and to me, that's just a win-win a situation that I think any company uh, leader or sales leader or marketing uh, leader should, should be focused on, right? Leveraging oh, the brands of, of the people, because the people is the greatest asset of any organization, in my opinion. So, so well, well, I was going to take it just a step back mm -hmm. and say for, for recruiting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've, I've said this before. It's like, if I'm a sales leader, if I'm hiring mm -hmm. manager in sales, I would not hire anybody that's not active on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's full stop. Yeah, full stop. If, I mean, you could come to me and you could have this incredible track record. Yeah, not that we can necessarily verify it and so on. But mm. if you're not engaging on LinkedIn, if you're not putting out a point of view about what you believe, what you think is important mm -hmm. in the markets that you serve, that you're going to serve if I were to hire you, if, if, if you don't have value to add through that coming yeah. in, I'm not interested. Yeah. Oh, same for me. And and the post you referred to uh, just moments ago, um, the recruiting part is also really interesting. Like being a, a bootstrapped early stage startup like mm -hmm. ourselves, um, we don't go and hire recruiters to do a recruiting. We right. rely on sort of guerrilla tactics and getting out there and, and doing uh, stuff in a different way to find the talent, right? But right. after we posted to LinkedIn, I started posting uh, with two co-founders. So I started my co-founder, Alexander, is technical. He was focused more on building, uh, mm -hmm. building stuff. And, and so I was out there. And, and even just me 
one individual being out there led to the first employees, right? Mm -hmm. And from there, they started posting. And then they started creating uh, some sort of interest that people wanted to work with them. And then they mm -hmm. discovered uh, Shield. And now, you know, with 13 people, we haven't spent any money on recruiting. All of them have come through word of mouth or LinkedIn. And that right. just fascinates me. And I, I would never stop doing that, right? So now when I look at anyone for any role, I'm almost like, right. I need you to be able to grab your phone and do a selfie video. You know, that's <laughs> sort of, you know, that's the litmus test, right? If you can right. do that, then we can move ahead with the conversation. Because at some point, I need you to recruit people, right? Whoever you yeah. are, right? And and, and so it's, it's just becoming so important, right? It, it's uh, exactly well, yeah, that. Well, yeah, so I... Yeah, I, I get a thousand, roughly a thousand plus pitches a year for people who mm. want to be guests on the show. And plus I reach out to people and recruit people to, that I want to have on as guests as well. Mm -hmm. But for Sanduus, I looked at their LinkedIn profile, yes. non, you know, full stop. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many. It's just like, <laughs> do you mind if I give you a few hints, <laughs> a few yeah, tips? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, You've got something interesting to say. I mean, yeah, I'm interviewing somebody later today. who's written, a, I think, is a, an interesting book. And then I look what he's doing to promote it on LinkedIn and to mm -hmm. write support it and so on. It's like nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the same. Like, yeah, you've got this. I mean, for me, yeah, I've got a fair number of followers, um, but all came through the content I created and posted. Yes. You know, I had none until I really started the podcast. Exactly. And, and I think that, that's a key point, Andy, uh, you're making right. right there, right? You didn't have followers before you started posting. And I mean, why right. would you, unless no. you, of course, are a celebrity coming onto a platform, whatever, um, something like that. And, and, and um, you have to put something out there that adds value and you have to be consistent about it. You have to keep going so that people know that what they can expect from you on an mm -hmm. ongoing basis, that they will always be able to open their feet and see something of value uh, from you. Right. And when that when you flip that switch in people's mind, they're going to stay and they're going to become an in interactive part of your audience and they're going to bring new people in. So you get this flywheel effect going once mm -hmm. you start uh, niching down and figuring out who you can add value to and why that matters to you and them. Right. Right. Well, I think the critical point there, too, that you brought is that you talk about the consistency mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's it's to some degree, it's sort of like a TV show, right? If there's a TV mm. show you watch that comes on every Thursday at 10, you're going to be disappointed when it's not there that Thursday at 10, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Uh, it's the same with this podcast. You're going to schedule the podcast. People expect the podcast to be there at a certain time. Mm. And so to your point about, you know, once you develop this consistency, it the point is not that it becomes onerous to maintain it. It's that you'll willingly maintain it because you're getting the engagement and the following and you know you're having an impact yes. on other people, right? Because that's that's really the ultimate measure of building your personal brand. It's not the sheer number of followers. It's For me, it's how many DMs am I getting with people saying that you know they love the show and it's had an impact on their, their career or their ability to sell or whatever. I mean, to me, those are, those are gold. Absolutely. And I mean, the follower uh, metric, uh, let's let's talk about it, right? Because if people are always looking at followers, it's the most visible metric when you go to mm. someone's profile, you don't see views, you don't really get a grasp of engagement or anything like right. that, or, or post frequency and uh, stuff like that. But you can see the follower count. And I would say in isolation, it's a vanity metric. It's just a number. Mm. Right? Absolutely. But 
for the one who actually has a, a given amount of followers, who puts out content consistently and see that number grow while the engagement rate uh, is maintained, right? If you manage to get that going so that you can actually grow, let's say 10% month over month with your followers and you're posting every day, Monday to Friday, then you're doing something right if the engagement is also consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Then you just know, right? You have the data and you got this feeling in, in, in your body that this is actually working because you also get the DMs and you get the sentiment uh, and you get a feel for it, right? Um, so followers is, a, is, is of course, uh, important in, in sort of understanding whether you have this, I like to call it content market fit, um, mm -hmm. coming from, from the startup world where we are right. chasing the product market fit, right? Market fit, right. And, and, and here it's, it's, you know, when, when you sort of hit it off with some content or a topic or an, a train of thought that you sort of post around, you can just feel it, right? You can just feel that something is, is, is happening. People DM you, say they like the show, they like what you're doing, it's super inspiring content and whatnot. And then you know you're on the right track, especially if these people um, also from a demographic point of view resonate with you, right? That right. this is the, the right kind of people. Of course, that's important. Yeah, I mean, when you when you hit ones that really hit the sweet spot, you know, it's you're like, wow, right? It's mm -hmm. like, okay, mm -hmm. I need to do more of that, and it becomes sort of a, a challenge to say, well, okay, what was the component of this that, that resonated so much? One hundred percent. Yeah, I, mean, I think had... I think you hit it right there, like spot on. Like, what is the component that was the thing that made it happen the way you would want it to? Right, mm -hmm. because you you may post about something, and you may have a statement, you may have a question, you may have uh, some some thoughts in there, what whatever it is, right? But it it could be that one thing that really kicked it off, right? And and that's sort of a next level, uh, like a qualitative study on top of the analytics, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is what is it actually? And to me, and I think that anyone could apply this, right? That if you get deep in the comments on your own content, you'll realize what that one thing is. Oh, if yeah. You, you... If you read the DMs as well. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, yeah, one of the obligations you are incurring, I believe, that if you want to do this effectively and build your personal brand is you have to reply to comments. 100%. And, yeah. And it's going to take some time. You know, there's some debate whether you should be doing it immediately, whether that feeds the algorithm or whether you can wait and, you know, seen it both ways. Mm -hmm. But the point you're, you're doing it to have conversations, right? To have an impact on other people, to learn about and connect with other people. And, and it's not a broadcast medium. This is an interactive medium. Yes. And you need, to, you need to know that. But that's the beauty of it, right? Mm -hmm. Is you learn Absolutely. through interacting. You don't learn from broadcasting. No, no, you learn nothing from broadcasting except for the reflective process around creating, right? Uh, right. Your content piece. But you don't get all the feedback. You don't get, you, you don't get to understand what, what, how the world sees you. And mm -hmm. how the world sees what you what you published, right? You you don't get that part of your broadcasting. And I would say, as you said, um, it's all about the conversations, right? And if you're a salesperson, um, leader, or rep, or whatever, um, and and you're looking towards a market or a niche uh, with a certain product offering certain benefits, um, you have some some very unique knowledge around that space. Um, even though you sit next to another guy who's selling the same product, uh, everyone's unique. We got different backgrounds, mm -hmm. different stories, different experiences, right. different interactions with our markets. So we can all talk from a unique point of view and mm -hmm. bring value. So I think that, you know, 
it's just an open playing field right now. There's not a lot of people leaning into this. It's surely going to happen over the next couple of years once it becomes sort of mainstream that you have to build up your brand. And I think it right. will maybe on the different uh, um, terminology. I don't know if that uh, changes. And, and oh, from brand? Me, yeah, yeah, I mean, personal brand, it's sort of got a... Like mixed mixed uh, reception, I would say. Um, just just uh, the way people talk about it, it's, it's almost like you have to become a logo. But that's exactly what you don't have to become, right? Um, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. yeah. I think the the reason some sales leaders push back on it is because it's yeah, it's they think it's sort of self-aggrandizing or mm. and it's you know too self-focused and and sure some people can do it that way, but that's not really the point, right? I mean, this is. No. As an individual, you have to look at this as an asset that you're building for your career. And you're yes. not doing it for a company or a, no. an employer. You're doing it for a career. And so, for you. For you. Yeah. And if you, know, if, you uh, if you want to sort of get us a good sense of the impact of sort of building your network, uh, you know, a great book to read is like uh, Never Eat Lunch Alone by Keith yes. Ferrazzi, which you know, talks specifically about the value of the network you build throughout your career and the ways that you can help people, right? And mm -hmm. the way that that comes around when you help more people, um, yes. sort of like the go giver as well, formula as well. Yes. So yeah, you're not doing it for this job. You're doing it for you. Yes. I mean, this is, uh, this is the key thing. And I think maybe the, the, the phrase or the term personal branding is actually good because it is personal. It's you. It's for oh, yeah. you, right? And and brand can easily be translated into reputation or something like that, right? Um, at least for the sake of the conversation. So if it's uh, if it's your reputation, and I'm sure that most people are brilliant at what they do, um, or at least uh, aspire to the to to become brilliant and 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 so do a lot of good things on the way. Um, but if the world does not know that, um, they're also not going to engage with you and they're not going to find <laughs> right. you and opportunities are not going to come your way. Right. So it is for you. It is for your career. It, it is for your life. Right. And and I mean, our journey uh, in Shield is modest and my own uh, as well on LinkedIn. But I feel it and I see it. And we haven't paid mm -hmm. for ads. We haven't paid for, uh, you know, being, uh, getting some sort of great placement. I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to talk about these things because we don't do it, right? I mean, that's where it's at. So we've basically right. just been posting to LinkedIn for a couple of years and the more people who join our, our mission and also talk about the same thing from their own perspectives, mm -hmm. um, the faster we grow, right? So to me, yeah. it's just a no-brainer. Like we've never done the traditional methods of sales and cold calling and all of that. We skipped to this because of, mm -hmm. I guess, the moment in time and the, how we discovered the uh, uh, what we're sort of the market and the gap in the market uh, that got us started, right? It just felt natural. But so I have no experience doing all the other stuff. I just know that this works, and I know yeah. it works. I know it works so well that I'm not going to do the other stuff. And maybe maybe you could prove me wrong or, or tell me how well, it could, no, I, uh, I, how it could be better. But, but that's how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I for my own marketing purposes, yeah, double down on on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you see it with, it's not just individuals. I mean, there are mm -hmm. companies that have built their brand on LinkedIn, yes. that have raised tremendous sums of money, that have, uh, you know, have valuations in the billions of dollars, that have largely built their brands on the back of the, not just, not the company posting on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. but the employees the posting on LinkedIn. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. And and I think that is, um, we're probably thinking about some of the same companies here, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But they're, they're really doing a, gr- a good job just being out there with their people. And I think that it's, it, it sort of feels like they are omnipresent when everyone's just posting from the company. You always see someone from that company mm-hmm. with some good content. It may or may mm-hmm. not resonate uh, with me or with you, but it's mm-hmm. still good content, most of it, right? And that just drives so much inbound from all angles, right? Mm-hmm. Inbound attention towards the brand, inbound um, opportunities, uh, yep. leads, um, inbound talent. I mean, what's not to like, right? And I know back to Casey Graham that he's doing a good job at gravy uh, with that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's a great example and a great story. Well, and I think the the lessons for so many leaders who listen to this is because, yeah, again, I know individuals get pushed back. Oh, you didn't make your numbers this month. You're spending too much time on LinkedIn. That's like, mm. yeah, not, not really the push pull that, that makes sense. But yeah, he sees this as a way to develop his people, enable his people to develop, mm. to let them grow. And he said he takes pride in what he calls, you know, gravy graduations. You know, when people actually leave the company, get better offers, you know, if he's mm. not able to offer, he'd love to keep people, obviously, but if they, you know, as a result of this, they get a better offer and they go somewhere, he's happy. Yeah. Right? No, I, and uh, I totally get that. And I, I ask yeah. my, uh, subscribe to that as well. Like, th- that's brilliant. I mean, if someone leaves Shield because they got a better offer from posting on LinkedIn, and that's what they want to go and do in their career. That just, you know, supports the whole foundation of what we just discussed, like personal that's branding. Right. You're doing it for you and your career. So if right. you've got something uh, out of seemingly nowhere that's better for you and you take it, that's how it's supposed to be. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, no. I mean, you got some value out of the person. They've grown. Yeah, and I, I, to your point is I think that we are just at such the beginning stages of this, even though there's a lot of talk around it, but it's, I'm sure you know the statistics, so maybe you can tell us, because I I forget the exact statistic, but, Mm. you know, the percentage of LinkedIn members that are actually engaged on a regular Mm. basis is is pretty low, right? Yeah, I mean, mean, 10% 10 or less or something like that? Yeah, I think less, I think single digits, uh, without being able to to verify those numbers, but but, but yeah, it's, it's something like that, so that alone is an opportunity, right? Right. So as we get more people to become participants as opposed well to spectators, mm-hmm. and because LinkedIn is really not meant to be a spectator sport, it's really meant to be a uh, full contact sport, yes. is, yeah, get more people engaged. The power of the platform grows. The power of the platform for you grows. And I think that's that's such an important lesson for people that are sort of thinking about starting now. Mm-hmm. Is it's A, it's never too late. And B, it's it's uh, just going to get better and more yes. opportunities for you. Whether you're an employee in a career, as you said, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, you have this opportunity to create this this brand on a platform where people are basically paying to find you. Yeah, absolutely. And I talked to a guy the other day, and and uh, and he was reluctant. He was he was uh, he was explaining to me how his industry. Um, was was not uh, as digitized and ready um, right. for, for for something like LinkedIn, yeah. um, and then I asked him like, but but are the people you you do business with your existing customers uh, are they on LinkedIn? Um, oh yeah, they're here. I'm connected with them. <laughs> and they're like, what are you waiting for? I mean, what are you waiting for? To me, it was so obvious. But then we had this conversation, right. and 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 in you know just from what I relate to you here, um, the the opportunity for for him 
in my perspective, was that he could be the first. He could be yeah. the first in his industry, in his space, in his niche. And I don't know a whole lot about all of that in his uh, in right. his context. But but for what it's worth, he could be the first, right? He could be setting the way, leading the way, and li- have everyone rally behind him and do the same, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he thinks his industry, they're not doing it now. They will be. Yeah, that's so what I'm thinking. I mean, any industry I mean, that didn't do something once, they do it now probably because of tech and yeah. the way things are going. Right. So, yeah, okay. You know, the early adopters of LinkedIn are primarily in the tech industry and so on, mm. but it's expanded so far beyond that and it's continuing exactly. to get, yeah. Well, I'm, so I'm curious, what's, what's sort of your daily, weekly LinkedIn habits? Mm. Yeah, I'm actually very unstructured, just uh, getting that disclaimer out there. So, <laughs> so back, back to the, back to the, the feelings and, and emotions and, and all of that. I, uh, I, I open up LinkedIn every morning. I, I go there first thing. I have always uh, pending notifications and DMs from people, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to respond to everyone. I, I rarely get to do that at this point. Um, I've reached a point where it's it's sort of impossible also, um, you know, uh, running uh, the company, um, right. being being available to, to the people here, um, have a family with small kids and, and, and stuff like that. So I feel like I have a lot on my plate and then, you know, hundreds of notifications and the red dot that just keeps going up even though you, you start responding. Um, but I go there every day and I go there throughout the day as well, have conversations, ongoing conversations, put out content to start those conversations that then mm. end up in the DMs. So for me, it's just an ongoing thing uh, all the time. LinkedIn mm. is in my dock on my iPhone uh, among mm. the four chosen apps, you know, no, so, so it's, it's so ingrained in what I do. Like after we're done here, I'm probably going to see uh, what's happening on LinkedIn because so much <laughs> is, is, is happening around my account and, and right. through what I'm involved in comments, I leave on other people's content and they reply to me and so forth. So for me, it's all about the conversations and, and I, I have uh, so many going at any, at any given time. So I have to be uh, on LinkedIn uh, almost always as well. Mm, but I also want to say that it's, it's the only platform I'm social platform that I'm on all the time. I don't right. have a Facebook account. I don't do Instagram. Um, I, I don't do any of that because I don't see the purpose for me. So I just do LinkedIn right. because that make, makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I'm very similar. I don't, I mean, I have a Facebook account that I never post mm. to. Um, yeah, I don't, I think I have an Instagram account, but, um, mm. but yeah, it's LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, is your, what are your habits around it? Like daily habits? I'm super curious. <sighs> yeah, with you, sort of the first thing I check. Because, mm. uh, yeah, there'll always be notifications and DMs mm. to, to respond to. So try to post at least once a day, if not twice. Mm. Um, and sort of have, because I'm creating other content, you know, three mm. podcasts a week, uh, you know, plenty of fodder there for mm. good content to, to post. Um, and then just, yeah, other things I'm interested in posting, you know, whether I do a poll, which, you know, polls are going crazy these days. Yes. Yes. Um, or, you know, sharing a piece of content, you know, we do some lead gen for ring DNA that, you know, mm. owns my podcast. Um, you know, we had a, post last week, two weeks ago, I guess is yeah, over half a million views and mm. 5,000 comments. And mm. yeah, that keeps, that keeps you busy replying to all that. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> it does. And, and it also, I mean, I, I read about, I don't remember the author though, but it was about uh, content creator burnout 
uh, and that was a very real thing. Um, and yeah. I can totally uh, nod along, and 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 I know how that feels as well, right? Um, but that's sort of the 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 how do you call it? Like the the other side of the coin, the backside of the metal, uh, in a right. way. Like when when you reach a certain inflection point where it becomes too much, and you're trying to catch up, uh, in a way, and you feel bad about it. People DMing you, and there's so much going on, and missed opportunities because. Uh, all of that happening at the same time and how you're going to manage and stuff like that. But that's truly a privilege to be at that point, to be able to have gone gone from nothing to put out content and add so much value that people rally behind it. You grow your following, you build an interactive audience, almost a tribe, um, at least a, a group of yeah. uh, anyone's audience, right? Um, to, to me, that's just, you know, I just I just want to get back to people. I think that we all should, and I think that's the way to grow. Yeah. Well, I think it's a word we talked about earlier. It's just mm. impact, right? Is mm. yeah. Impact should be the goal. Yeah. Right? How can you have an impact on the people that are engaging with your content? Mm. And yeah, use a tool like Shield to see whether you're having that impact. Um, and that's that's really at the end of the day, it's not about the followers. It's just about exactly for me. It's about impact. Yeah, um, yeah and I. I th- I think impact, you know, sorry to cut you off, <laughs> I feel really strong about that because sure. a lot of people, they're, they're sort of dismissing um, the value of, and, and these are often people who don't post and who haven't realized the potential yet, mm-hmm. right? But they dismiss the value of LinkedIn and being active on there and and say like, yeah, but uh, followers is a vanity metric. What are you going to do with 50,000 followers or 20,000 or 10,000 for that matter? Where it's, you know, it's not about that, right? It's, it's about having uh, any number of followers, putting something out there and then feeling the impact through mm. DMs and conversations started and people who get back to you and say like, that post inspired me tremendously. Right. I did this as a result. And then you're right. like, that's huge, right? And that's going to keep me going, right? And so for me, the impact, it could be uh, strictly uh, revenue speaking. To mm-hmm. me, it's not. Even though it, as a bootstrap founder, I should probably focus a whole lot about on, re- on revenue, and I, and I do, but I, I focus on the impact more because it, this is the long game, right? If I can add value to people consistently over time, I'm sure great things are going to happen, and that's what yeah. I rely on. And so far, it's proven to be, uh, to be correct, and I think sort of like the, 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 the history uh, would also back that up, that if you just keep doing good and, and cre- go for true impact, then, then you're, you're going to do fine. I agree. Well, that sounds like a great way to, to end the interview. Um, mm-hmm. You summed it up perfectly. So, um, <laughs> so Andreas, if people want to learn more about Shield, where should they go? Yeah, so Shield uh, LinkedIn Analytics, if you need that, want that, or are interested in that, we have a website, and it's called shieldapp.ai. Shieldapp.ai. So that's for the for the tool, the software that we've built for creators. Um I'd be more than happy to connect with anyone listening on LinkedIn. And I go by my name, Andreas Johnson. And uh, hopefully um, you should be able to find me. Otherwise, I'm going to play in LinkedIn. <laughs> but uh, but that, would, that would be a great way. So uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Probably not too many of you, I would imagine. No, no, you're right. If you Google yeah. me, then you get a Swedish uh, motorcycle uh, professional. Um, so, but he's not on LinkedIn because it's not so uh, so much for sports yet. Yeah, so we'll yet. see. Well, they are coming. You're seeing more NBA players yeah. on LinkedIn these days. Absolutely. So. 
And the yep. German football players, um, they're actually doing a really good job on LinkedIn. Are doing, they really? Uh, yeah, yeah. At, at least before they uh, they went out. Lost of the, match to England. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Before that, some of them did great, like like truly, uh, because of their names and celebrity status, yeah. of course, as well. Well, you're since you're a football fan, you'll appreciate that at at our company at Ring DNA, we have uh, our director of revenue operations is Jordan Henderson. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. He's occasionally, he's occasionally gotten messages on other social platforms intended for Jordan Henderson, the captain of the, the English side. But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's not the same guy. Just, just to be completely clear, <laughs> it's not the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, that's all right. Andreas, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Andy. Thank you so all much right, for uh, inviting me on. Well, we'll do it again. Okay, friends. That's it for this episode. First of all. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm so grateful for your support of the show. And I want to thank Andreas Johnson for sharing his insights with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales, we're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.